The Productive Woman, Episode 118. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me again. In this episode, we're going to be talking about dealing with the extra stresses of the holiday season. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 118. So I'm going to get right into it. As I'm recording this, it's the week before Thanksgiving in the United States, and um, that kind of kicks off informally the holiday season, although to look at the commercials on TV, you'd think Christmas started about a month ago, but that's a separate thing. By the time this episode is published and you're hearing it, Thanksgiving will be passed and we're going to be well into the holiday season here in the United States and, and in many cases around the world. Now, whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or any of the other holidays that fall during this season, it's a, a busy time, a great time, but it can also be a stressful time. Some people absolutely love the whole holiday season. I, my oldest daughter, Rachel, She's a stay-at-home mom of four little girls, and she has always loved the Christmas holidays. She would start in September, I think, if she thought she could get away with it. She decorates her whole house. She just bakes and bakes and, and does all kinds of fun things with her little girls and her husband. And, and it's just she starts playing the Christmas music as early as she can, can think of it. And, and it's just a great time for her. She's always been that way. But the season isn't always 100% happy for everybody. And so in this episode, we're going to be looking at some of the challenges of the holiday seasons and some things we can do to stay productive and peaceful during that time. So what are some of the challenges that make sometimes the holiday season uh, a little less delightful for some people, for some of us? First of all, for, for many of us, there's simply too much to do. We are, you know, if we're adding the preparation for the holidays to an already busy life, it can become very, very stressful. For me, as a real estate lawyer, December is often the busiest month. I have many clients who are trying to get transactions closed before the year of the or the end of the year, and so I, I'm working long hours at the office. And I know other people are in similar situations. At the same time, you know, we're wanting to do different things for the holidays, there's shopping to be done, and of course the, the stores are crowded. There are events at the church or in the community that we want to do. There are company holiday parties, client holiday parties, there's all those sorts of things. For many of us, there are guests coming in from out of town to celebrate the holidays with us, or we're making preparations to travel ourselves, either alone or with family. So just adding all of that to an already busy life adds to the stress. Also, for many of us, um, there are difficult relationships that create challenges for the holiday season. Um, notwithstanding what's shown on, on movies and TV, family gatherings at the holiday time aren't always a time of just total fun and unmitigated joy. Sometimes there's stress there. Sometimes there's conflict there, and it's not a ton of fun. I'm not going to spend a, a whole lot of time on this. 
but there are some really helpful suggestions in a Stanford University blog post that I found called Surviving the Family Holiday, and I'll put the links for that in the show notes for this episode, so you can check that out there. Uh, For some of us, there's some sadness from being separated from the people that we love, whether family or friends. Um, You know, we may be in a situation where we simply can't all get together, and that can be time of sadness. We've We've had situations in our family where one or the other of our sons was deployed during the holidays with the the United States military, and that's hard. Another challenge of the holiday season is just general high expectations. I loved, um, as I was, after I kind of made my list of these things, I was Googling and, you know, researching some different things, finding articles and so on. And one, one psychologist in an article that I'll link to calls those high expectations nothing more than premeditated disappointments. And there's some truth to that. I mean, we we want, uh, especially those of us who are wives and moms, we want to make the holidays special for our family. And so we're, we're trying to create memories. We want to buy the perfect gifts. And, and that's true whether, you know, whether you're married and have children or not. We have these expectations of choosing the perfect gift for everybody in our lives, um, you know, having the perfect holiday dinner and our home perfectly decorated and and just creating wonderful memories for ourselves and the people in our lives. And sometimes those things don't happen. And when you've got these expectations of, you know, to choose one example, that choosing just the perfect gift for each person you care about, but you're working long hours and you're, you know, having to do all these other things and you find yourself on Christmas Eve you know, frantically trying to find anything to give to, you know, some person in your life, those high expectations can create great stress and and dissatisfaction and disappointment in us. In a, and then we kind of do that to ourselves. And may, if you're, you know, if this doesn't apply to you, then that's okay. But I, I'm guessing I'm not the only one that's been through this. Another thing that adds to the challenges of the holiday season is the weather. The climate for those of us in the northern hemisphere, uh, when we're going into you know Thanksgiving through the end of the year, the days are shorter um, and often dreary. The farther north you live, and it can be tough for some of us when it's dark when we go to work and dark when we come home. And for some people, it's even tougher because they suffer from something that's been labeled seasonal affective disorder. And according to the Mayo Clinic, this is a type of depression that's uh, related to changes in the seasons. And I know some people that have dealt with this, and so I want to spend just a little minute or two talking about this because it is very relevant to this time of year and the impact it can have on our ability to be at peace during this um, holiday season and enjoy it. So um, seasonal affective disorder, as I said, it's a type of depression. It's triggered by the seasons. Symptoms, according to the Mayo Clinic, and again, I'll have a link so you can re- look at this yourself if, you, if it's something you want to know more about, but they cite symptoms such as irritability, tiredness or low energy, problems getting along with other people, hypersensitivity to rejection, appetite changes, weight gain, and plus other major symptoms or other symptoms of major depression because seasonal affective disorder is a type uh, or a subtype of major depression, like feeling hopeless or worthless, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having problems sleeping or difficulty concentrating. Now, you know, if, if you're stressed out anyway, 
and you've got high expectations for the holidays, but you're now suffering from this, and you can kind of imagine how that's going to um, exacerbate the problem. According to the Mayo Clinic, some of the things that cause uh, seasonal affective disorder are the re reduced levels of sunlight that might actually disrupt your body clock. Uh, they can all, it can also, that is the reduced level of sunlight, can also trigger a drop in serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter, a chemical in our brains that affects mood. And uh, it also disrupts the balance in the levels of melatonin, which plays a role both in mood and in sleep patterns. So, you know, you can extrapolate from there what the problem is going to be and how it's going to make these, uh, these, this time of year more difficult for some of us. Uh, according to them, women are diagnosed more often with seasonal affective disorder, but men's symptoms may be actually more severe. It's more common among those who live far north or far south of the equator because they have shorter days and less sunlight. And I would um, encourage you, if you have very severe symptoms of something like this during the holiday season, um, especially if you find yourself feeling, you know, really sad and, and even suicidal, get some help. There are people, you know, talk to your doctor, talk to your pastor, talk to someone who can help you through this. But for those with the, with the less severe symptoms, you can find some relief through lifestyle changes. For instance, and again, I'm going back to the Mayo Clinic, um, they recommend a number of things such as making your environment sunnier and brighter by doing things like opening your blinds during the day. If you've got trees that have branches that block the sunlight into your home, trim those trees. Um, if you can sit closer to bright windows at, at home or at the office, that will help. They encourage us to get outside. So take a long walk, uh, eat your lunch outside at a park if the weather permits. Even if it's cold or cloudy, getting outdoor sunlight helps. And so they suggest getting outside in the morning, um, like within two hours of getting up. And finally, they recommend uh, exercising regularly because physical activity, as we've talked about before on the show, helps relieve stress and anxiety and both stress and anxiety exacerbate the symptoms symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. Plus, getting more fit because you're exercising more will improve your self-image and self-confidence, which uh, boosts your mood. So that's kind of a little side issue here I wanted to touch on because I know a lot of people struggle with things like this during the winter months. Um, and so some some hopefully some help for you is there. And the last thing I thought of, um, getting back to the some of the challenges of the ho holiday season. So we've talked about too much to do, difficult relationships that just kind of come to the forefront because we're wanting to celebrate happy holidays, sadness from being separated from people you love or being alone, high expectations that are often going to be disappointed, the short, dreary days, and then the last thing was tight budgets. You know, we want to do all these things to make these memories, but they a lot of them cost money. And sometimes those of us who work long hours during the year, we feel like we need to, I don't know, make something up, make it up to the people that we care about for the fact that we're not around much. And so uh, maybe we spend more money than we should trying to, to make things special. And then that puts a strain on the family. So you know, those may, those are some of the challenge, uh, challenges. I would be real interested in hearing what some of the challenges maybe that you feel during the holiday seasons. Um, you can write to me at feedback at 
theproductivewoman.com or put, um, you know, post something in the Productive Woman on the Facebook page or in the community Facebook group and let's talk about it. Um, let's also talk about this. What are some solutions? Because it's not very helpful to just point out the problems and not try to come up with some ways of addressing those problems. And so these are some things that I thought about to help make the holiday season uh, less stressful uh, more, and allow us the, the time, the energy to, uh, to make the holidays more what we want them to be and, and a happier and more peaceful time. And so... I don't know that these are necessarily in any order other than just this is what I thought of as I was uh, kind of outlining this episode. And so I think the first place always has to be to manage our mindset. Um, you know, we've talked about this before, how our feelings are triggered by what we're thinking about. And so if we're feeling stressed, if we're feeling let down or disappointed or if the holidays don't seem to be going the way we, um, we feel like they should then starting with what's going on in our own head is a pretty good place. So set realistic expectations. Take a, an honest look at your schedule, and, your, and, and we'll talk about some of this more later, but um, what, you know, thinking about what, um, what really matters to you and how you can make that be at the forefront and have realistic expectations about what you can do and what you can, can accomplish during the season. Think positively. Look for the good in the situations you're in and the people around you. Even if you're in a situation where you've got family coming in and the relationships are strained, maybe you've got a blended home and there's challenges during this holiday season as, you know, where are the kids going to be and, and uh, you know, you're having to maybe spend time with people that, that, uh, where the relationship is strained. You can choose. I can choose to look at even those people that we have difficult relationships with and look for the good in them. There is something good in everybody. There really is. And we can choose to focus on those things. And there are, is something good in every situation. And we can choose to look for that and focus on that. Um, try to stay grateful. And we've talked about this a lot uh, when we were doing the series on mindset matters, that uh, it, it changes our world it changes our experience of our world if we choose to be grateful and choose to look for things to be grateful about. So that that's a starting point. One thing to do that um, I, you know, I couldn't decide where to put this in the in kind of in the categories of things I wanted to talk about, but it, to me it seemed like it fit into this category of managing our mindset, and that's to get outside of our head, step outside of our world, and do something kind for somebody else whether that's to help out at a shelter or a food bank for a day. And that, to me, uh, however difficult your situation is, that's something we can do. We can find some time to go and help someone who's even needier than we are. And for those of us who are blessed financially, um, this may be a good exercise to do with the kids to uh, help them to kind of turn their minds away from what am I going to get to how can I help make life better for somebody else. Uh, another thing to do is to look for someone who's alone for the holidays and invite them to share with you, share a meal or share the day with you. And this is, there's a lot of ways this could be good. If you are alone for the holidays, you know, your family's far away, maybe you're not yet married or don't want to be married, but, you know, during the holiday season, being alone sometimes can be hard. Well, rather than meditating on 
uh, being alone, look around for somebody else who's alone and and invite them into your home or out to dinner or something to celebrate the holidays together. If you even if you are at home and you've got your family there, still look for somebody who's alone and invite them to come and share the meal with you. One of my very favorite holiday memories is from just a few years ago when my husband Mike was in graduate school. And he invited some of his international classmates to our holiday dinner. And I can't remember now whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but uh, we had, you know, our kids who live locally, you know, our, our kids who live far away weren't able to be there, but we had our local kids. We had my mom and stepdad who lived near us. Um, they were there. But we also had a couple of Mike's international classmates there. So we had guests uh, a man from the Middle East who has no family here locally, and a family, a young family from Korea who he's here studying. He was, you know, one of Mike's classmates in graduate school when he was working towards his master's in engineering. This man was as well, and he brought his wife and their young son. And we had the best conversations at the dinner table about our different backgrounds and the different holiday traditions from these cultures while we shared that meal. It's, it really was one of the best, um, best holiday meals that I remember uh, in my adult life to have these people who otherwise they didn't have family locally. They weren't going to have someone. It must have been, I think it was Christmas dinner, but anyway, something to consider doing. And it was, it, it really is a, a great memory for me. So managing your mindset is the first, uh, one of the first solutions to these challenges of the stress of the holiday season. The second one I th thought of is to simply to plan ahead. If we know this is coming, all these events that are coming, um, how are we going to deal with them? How are we going to prepare for them? Now, obviously, I, you know, I'm one of those that every year <laughs> by when Christmas is over, I'm thinking, all right, next year I'm going to get a head start on gift shopping and all of that. But I get busy and I don't. And I'm just not one who does, you know, buys Christmas gifts year round. Uh, maybe you are and you can share your tips on how to make that work. But, but we can still prepare for the holidays even now. So by the time you hear this, it's the end of November, um, going into December when there are a lot of holiday events. What do you want your holidays to be like? What is most important to you? Uh, are there people that you want to make sure you see? Are there events you don't want to miss? What is most important to you? Have that in mind and then sit down with your calendar and your to-do list and start checking. Do you have conf conflicting events, things that you uh, expect are expected to be at, but they're at the same time? Do you have weeks or weekends that are just way too full? Look at all the things on your plate and decide right now before you get into the thick of things, what can what of all these projects that you've got in mind can be deferred until after the holidays? What events can you skip? What, what do you want to make sure you don't miss? And what are you willing to set aside? How full do you want your days and your weeks to be? And, and can you do that and still remain at peace? This goes back to the setting realistic expectations. What are you capable of? Consider your health, the health of the people in your household. Consider your finances, all those, your work obligations, your church obligations, your community commitments, all those things, and make a decision right now about what you're going to do and what you're going to forego. 
Um, and I, you know, looking at all of that and when the schedule is the tightest, plan simple meals and takeout for the everyday meals so that you can save your energy for the big events that you care about. So you're going to manage your mindset. We're going to plan ahead. And then the third one is we're going to enlist help. So here are some things to think about. Looking at all these things you've just considered, your work commitments and, and so on. But what are some things you can do to get help so that you're not completely overwhelmed and, you know, having a panic attack in the closet before your Christmas gifts, guests arrive? Um, let somebody else host the holiday dinner. She doesn't know it, but I was thinking today when I was driving home, I think I'm going to ask my oldest daughter if she wants to host our, our family dinner for Christmas. We've always done it at our house, but she loves the holidays. She loves having family around, as do I, and she loves to cook. And so I'm going to see if maybe she wants to host it and we'll just show up with, you know, a dish to, to share at the meal. Um, what are some other ways uh, that we can get help during the holidays? Maybe hire somebody to clean your house. If you've got guests coming in or you just want, you know, you've been busy and the house is kind of, hasn't been dusted in a while, the floors have dust bunnies, whatever, and that's stressing you out and, and you feel like you should be able to take care of it, but uh, nobody can do everything, you know? So maybe this is the time, if you don't have a regular housekeeper, there are services, if you get on their schedule, they'll come in the week of your holiday dinner or your holiday party or just because you want your house cleaned, and they'll clean it. So consider doing that. Now may be a time to delegate tasks at work if that's something you can do. Um, get your husband to help out. If you're married, you have someone, a partner in your home. I, I was thinking about this in the context of if, you know, you're, you're going on a family trip and it seems like, and I've read th these things on Facebook recently, people kind of making a joke, women saying, well, who I've got to pack for the trip, it's, you know, me and the kids and everybody else. Husband just, you know, throws some things in a bag and he's done. Well, I, okay, with all due respect, I think that's a little insulting to your husband. Um, and the other people in your lives. There are other people who can, who can do these things. And so maybe you ask your husband to pack the kids for the, you know, if you're going over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house, uh, let him put things together. Um, you know, we, we like to say, we like to maybe think we're the only ones who can or will do it right. But again, I, that's not fair to the other adults in our lives. It's also a, a self-fulfilling attitude. If we always do everything, um, how can anybody else ever step up and do it or learn how to do it? Uh, your teenagers certainly can pack themselves. And, um, you know, we may think, oh, that's going to be a disaster. Heaven only knows what they'll bring with them or what the husband will pack or whatever. But I don't know. I kind of think maybe, because I've been that way, and I'm thinking these days that maybe we're just making a bigger deal out of it, uh, out of something that isn't going to matter really that much in the long run. I mean, 10 years from now, is anybody really going to care about whether the packing for our holiday trip was done perfectly? I think people remember how they felt more than they remember the details of what happened. And if they can remember that mom, wife, you know, whatever, was peaceful and happy and enjoyed the holidays with them, they're, they're going to remember that much longer than whether they had the right number of clean socks in their bag. That's just my thought. You may feel differently. 
But, but feeling like or believing that we're the only one that can do all these things is a recipe for overwhelm because nobody can do everything. And frankly, why should we? So get some help. We're going to manage our mindset. We're going to plan ahead. We're going to enlist some help. And then another thing to consider, the fourth thing, is to scale down our plans a little bit. Um, you know, we want to, this time of year, we have big events or big parties we want to have, or at least big family dinners. Well, maybe we simplify them. Maybe we have a potluck instead of a seated dinner. Maybe, you know, we, we get everybody, we have a big, you know, all our friends coming, but everybody brings a dish and we just see what shows up and, and enjoy the food and mostly enjoy each other's company. There's some other ideas in episode 19 of The Productive Woman, uh, which was about organizing for a low-stress holiday meal, and you can check that out at theproductivewoman.com slash 19, uh, the number 1919. Um, so that's one way to simplify the holiday meals is to make it a potluck. Um, another is to limit the number of guests. Maybe this year you don't have a big party uh, for the holidays. You just have a small get-together with your closest friends or only your family or something like that. Uh, maybe consider going out for your holiday dinner. There, are, A lot of places are closed on Christmas Day in the United States, I, I can't speak to the way things are done in other countries, but even though many most places are closed, many fine hotels and nice restaurants have very, very nice holiday dinners, kind of a buffet kind of thing, but excellent food and pretty decorations and everything. Um, consider letting them do the work this year. You have to get reservations, so that's why you know I, why I wanted to uh, put this out there at the end of November. Hopefully, it's not too late. Um, but consider letting someone else do the work. I have to tell you, one year, um, one of the Thanksgiving dinners that my family still talks about every once in a while was during my first year of practicing law. So I'd been in law school with five kids and a great husband, and we had moved to Dallas, and I'd started practicing law. I was exhausted because there was so much to learn and um, just worn out, you know, working long hours. And for Thanksgiving that year, instead of cooking, we went to a movie at Studio Movie Grill, which if you don't have this in your part of the world, Studio Movie Grill is something here in, in Texas that is a movie theater with a full menu. They serve food there. And so you sit at a table instead of, uh, you know, they have rows of tables or counters instead of uh, in just chairs. And um, they have a menu and waiters that come in and a little light you can turn on for them to bring you more food. And uh, we like going there anyway, but we went there for Thanksgiving that year. I, I still remember we watched the uh, the Harry Potter movie was that was out that year. Everybody got to order what they wanted, and um, we had a great time. And the kids, you know, our kids were still in school then. They're all grown and gone now, but we still talk about that. Was it a traditional Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, no, but it was a memory, and it was a lot of fun. And I didn't have to wash any dishes, so something to consider. So, we're, you know, this is all in the category of scaling down our plans a little bit. Consider fewer gifts. Frankly, most of us have too much stuff anyway, and making a choice to have fewer gifts helps you avoid the stress of shopping, the stress of agonizing over, you know, finding lots of things for everybody, um, and the stress that comes from having overspent. So, you know, that's something to consider. 
uh, when our kids were little, we tried many years to limit to, we would get them something to wear, something to read, something to play with, and an ornament for their collection. It would go on the tree, and then as they've grown and gone, we've given them their ornament set. Um, and mostly the holidays were for, for us were about spending time together. And that goes to the next one in terms of, of scaling down your plans. Maybe plan simpler activities instead of a huge holiday party. You know, smaller activities, maybe getting everybody, the kids in their pajamas, loading in the car and driving around to look at the neighborhoods that do all the fancy Christmas lights or just having popcorn and all the old Christmas movies at home for an evening. Just make it simpler, not trying to do the big to-do that stresses us out anyway. All right, so we're still in the category of trying to find some solutions to those challenges. The next one was to find a way to connect with the people who matter most to you. Maybe, again, instead of doing big parties, um, plan some small get-togethers with nearby friends and family that you don't see often. Just, a, you know, something casual at home or somewhere else. And, fr and frankly, if December is too full, call them today to schedule something in January. But use this time if these are people that you're thinking about and you're realizing we never get together anymore and the holiday season is too full, just take a moment to schedule something to look forward to in January after the holidays are over. And then use technology to help share the holidays with those distant friends and family. Our oldest son, we live in, in North Texas, and our oldest son and his wife and their three little boys all live in Hawaii on Oahu where he's stationed with the United States Navy. So we don't get to see them very often. And so, you know, I'm always trying to think of ways how, how we can share events or share parts of our lives, and it's hard. If you're in a similar situation, say your grandchildren, or if you have small kids, their grandparents, your parents, if they're separated and they don't get to spend a lot of time together, maybe you can consider using Skype or FaceTime to share the fun of the gift opening experience on Christmas morning or, you know, whatever holiday you're, you're you know, just set up a phone or set up the set up a computer with a, a webcam where they can watch, you know, the adults can watch the kids opening the presents. Um, on a, you know, other than just that, you can just schedule Skype or FaceTime calls to just to touch base with those people that you love who are far away. Uh, our middle son lives up in Kansas City. We don't see him too often either. And so he'll FaceTime us every once in a while, and we'll have a little video chat. But you can do that on purpose around the holidays so that, you know, you don't feel so isolated. And another thing you can do uh, in terms of using the technology to help is to share photo albums. If you're one who takes lots of photos, uh, if you use something like an iPhone, uh, which I think pretty much everybody in our family does. That allow Apple's I, uh, Photos app lets you create an album of a particular event or a particular day or whatever, and then share that album with other people just by clicking a button on your phone. Then they get an invitation to join that album, and and then they can enjoy all the photos you've taken of the holiday event. So, those are some things I thought of in terms of use of connecting with the people who are kind of far out, uh, far away from you. The other things I wanted to throw out there are really in the category of self-care. In this time, you know, in the holiday season, when you're stressed out, overworked, overwhelmed, 
you need to take care of yourself. So number one, and I'm, I'm saying this to myself as I'm saying it to you, make sure you get enough sleep no matter what. Um, it seems like that's the last, the first thing to go when, when there's too much going on. So we need to arrange our lives in such a way to make sure that we're getting enough sleep um, to be healthy. Get some exercise every day or as often as you can, you know, at least several days a week, because it does not only help you get fit and healthier, but it burns off some of that anxiety and the stress of the season. And try to eat right. Um, but, you know, there are going to be treats and cookies and, you know, all kinds of stuff everywhere, but we need to try and balance out those holiday cookies with healthier options most days. And so, you know, just the basic self-care is important, but also plan some treats for yourself. Schedule some time off if you can. Maybe, I don't know, skip out of work one, one afternoon to go to a midday movie or, or to go get a manicure or a massage or something like that or a quick, you know, lunch date with your spouse, something like that. Um, just find some little windows of time. And this goes, you know, going back up to what we talked about earlier about deferring some things and delegating some things, clearing out the schedule to the best you can. And this is hard for some of us because of, uh, you know, the workload at this time of year. But as much as you can, try to find some little window of time to take a break. Even if you have visitors for the holidays, take some time for yourself. Uh, I think about this. Mike and I both love having our kids and grandkids visit for the holidays or, or any time for that matter, but we're also both introverts, and so we need some space. And so sometimes we just retreat to our master bedroom, which is at the opposite end of the house from the kitchen and the TV and stuff, to just to find some quiet, to lie on the bed and read, or, or just to to just to have a little bit of peace and quiet. Find those spaces for yourself, or maybe plan an event for the rest of your for your visitors, so you can have some quiet time at home. Send them off to a holiday blockbuster movie that's out, or out to look at the lights. You know, if if it's your parents that are there, they really want to see the grandkids anyway. So send them out to, to drive around and look at the lights uh, or to do something, go ice skating or whatever kinds of things are, um, you know, fun for your family. Schedule a massage or a manicure or a hair appointment for yourself. Uh, schedule a coffee date with a friend or a night out with your spouse. Um, those kinds of things, just plan some little treats for yourself to in during this holiday season so that you don't arrive at the at the holiday or at the end of the year completely frazzled, stressed out, and sorry that holidays were ever invented. So, you know, those are the things that I think about. Um, there are lots of traditions that we, um, most of us, think about during this time of year, but maybe this year you start your own traditions. You set aside time for things that are meaningful to you and, um, and, uh, stop doing the things that don't have any significance to you and make, make room for the things that really do. So those are my thoughts. I mean, I, I love the holidays. I, they can be a magical time, a time to draw closer to the people and the traditions that we love and care about. But realistically, they can be stressful and overwhelming too. So I tried to share some thoughts on how to make that better, but I really would love to hear from you how you stay productive in that sense of making a life that matters and at peace during the holidays. 
would you share your traditions, your thoughts, your um, solutions to those stressful situations that we talked about with me and with the rest of us? You can share those uh, a couple of different ways in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 118. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Or if you're in the community, in the Facebook group, I would love to have you share it there. Let's have a conversation there together about how we can make the holidays more joyous and less stressful. That would be a great place. If you're not already there, um, find the group, the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, and click on the Join button, and, and I would love to see you there. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, I'd love to hear them. You can email your questions, your comments, and your suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I I would love to have a conversation with you. If you found this uh, episode helpful, if you like the show and think other people would like it as well, I would appreciate it if you'd help me spread the word. You can tell a friend about it. Um, You can share this episode or any other by using the social sharing buttons that you'll find uh, on each episode on the website. And I would especially love it if you would share, consider if you haven't already done so, sharing a review in iTunes. That really helps other people find the show. And I read these reviews, the, the messages that people put there, because I feel like it helps me get a sense of whether I'm on track with what we're doing with the show Uh, or how I can make it better. And I appreciate every single person who writes to me or who leaves a review. I'd like to give a quick shout out to a few reviews that have come in lately uh, and thank them for taking the time to write. Uh, First one is uh, there was someone who wrote recently who left a review in iTunes who doesn't actually enjoy the show very much. And, um, but still... I really appreciate the time Hey Nikki from the United States took to share some feedback in iTunes recently. Uh, Hey Nikki thinks the show's too long and doesn't appreciate the information that I share from research I've done, but I, you know, and, and that may seem like a negative thing, but I actually appreciate hearing this because hearing from Hey Nikki and from others helps me make the show better. The one downside of iTunes reviews is that I have no way to follow up to get more details about what you don't find helpful. So I invite, hey, Nikki, and and frankly, anybody who thinks I could do better to email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I personally read those emails, and I would love to have a conversation with you about how I can make the show serve you better. So thanks, hey, Nikki, for taking the time to leave that review. I also want to thank Napa Sherry, also from the United States, who says, are you talking to me? Uh, Yes, and I'm quoting here. Yes, it often seems as though you're speaking directly to me. Although I've only been listening for a while, I'm listening and applying what I'm learning. This is a great podcast to help center you, prioritize your world, and focus. So thank you, Napa Sherry. And another review from Allied Forces from the United States recently said, I'm assuming it's a she, but I'm not sure. So if it's a guy, I apologize. Love this podcast. From the beginning, I felt that every episode spoke to me and my crazy, hectic life. I have implemented many tips and downloaded several tools and apps discussed. So thanks, Allied Forces. I'd love it if you are not, if you are in the Facebook group, if you'd share what some of the tools and apps that you've tried, uh, what they are and how they're working for you. Uh, One last reminder as you are listening to this, 
We are finishing up forming the uh, Productive Woman Mastermind groups that will start meeting uh, the first week of January of 2017. So if you're looking for encouragement, motivation, uh, and accountability in achieving your goals for the coming year, consider joining us. There's still a few spaces left, and I, I think you would find them worth the investment to be part of these paid mastermind groups. Spaces are very limited, though, so uh, check out kind of the information about it by going to the Work With Me page on the website. You find that at theproductivewoman.com mastermind, and there you'll find lots of information about the groups and a link to a short online application. If you have questions, you can email me. Again, that's at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd love to have you in the group. So um, check it out before it's too late. That is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I appreciate being a part of your life and having you in mind. I hope you found something in this episode that helped you, that you can actually put into practice in your life right now, today, this week. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember... Extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.